Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, welcome to Growing in Grace. This is the international Growing in Grace podcast that you're listening to right here on whatever internet source you got right now. Uh, Yeah, we just started on this international thing. No, just kidding. Obviously, in this awesome age of technology and the internet and all that, uh, this thing is going around the world, Cap. I mean, we... uh, we're just sitting here in the middle of what people call flyover country in the United States, uh, here in the middle of Iowa or northeast Iowa, and um, and wherever a person is uh, that they have internet access, you can download all the Growing in Grace podcasts at growingingrace.org, and it's just an amazing thing to think that just two ordinary, regular guys like you and me and re- and uh, and really there's there's nothing special about us there's nothing it's just two guys just talking out this grace of god thing and uh we're just thankful that you've um, downloaded the thing or or listening to it in your web browser or, or uh, iTunes or however you're doing it yeah and it, it's gone beyond international Joel I haven't told you this yet but it's universal universal uh, I ran into a flying saucer while out on the highway the other night and uh, <laughs> some creature came out of it and he was listening to our podcast Wow. And uh, that's uh, that's tears, another story we'll have to talk tears about. Tears just came to my time. eyes. I thought you were going to say they they were going to stick it on the the very last space shuttle uh, because I heard they're sending two iPads. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool. They're sending some iPads yeah. up with those guys. I was tempted to trust in my own actions, and some robot came out and said, "Danger, <laughs> danger." <laughs> And if you remember Danger that Will show, Robinson. you're too old to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> I just remember the movie, and that was not too long ago, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, bad news versus good news, Cap. Um, you ever see the movie The Bad News Bears? I might have, but I don't remember it if I did. Yeah, I don't either. And it really has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But when I hear the word bad news, that's what comes to mind. I guess they were just a kind of a ragtag bunch of kids and uh, had a baseball team and all that stuff. But if you think about it, the people who are in Christ, it's not a special group of, of people who, are, who naturally can do exceptional things. You know, God hasn't scoured the earth and looked and tried to find people who, can, who are just the best of, at the be- of the best at what they do and say, all right, I'm going to choose that person, I'm going to choose that person. He didn't send a vetting committee to to try to figure out who qualified. You know, he Jesus came and he said, "Whoever wants to, whoever desires, come to me." And that's the body of Christ. It's it's nothing special. It, you know, it's not as if we have performed well enough to do this thing for God to accept us. It's not as if we've done all these. You know, the, this phrase "spiritual disciplines" comes up a lot of times in the church cap and. And uh, that term used to kind of scare me because I thought, you know, some of these spiritual disciplines, I had to read my Bible X amount of time every day. I had to pray for a certain amount of time every day and, and all these other things. And, and I, I tried sometimes, 
but I just could not do it consistently. I couldn't keep it up for any length of time, maybe a day, <laughs> maybe two. But it, it became bad news to try to do all those things. So maybe um, there's a different way that people can look at doing some of these things, Cap. Well, it, it became bad news because it became law again. Uh, yeah, some of the first things that we're told when we come into the Christian life, read your Bible, pray, and share Christ or, or witness to other people. And, and those were three, I, I hate to refer, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. They became three heavy burdens for us to carry around because it became a requirement. It became a must. It became something that we should do instead of approaching it from a perspective of new life in Christ. It, it became just a, a duty, an obligation. Read your Bible so that you don't get contaminated by the world. <laughs> and so, and then, and, but here's the problem, and, and this is always the case with legalism. How much is enough? Am I going to read one chapter a day? Because I, I can remember talking with different people back in my early days of, of the Christian life, Joel, and, and it was interesting finding out who did what or, you know, who, who, seemed, who seemed exhausted after reading one chapter. Here, here was my problem, Joel. I, I picked up a discipleship book at the Christian bookstore. Again, I'm just a kid. I'm just looking for some help here. And uh, I had heard of this author before, so I picked up his book on, you know, getting started in the Christian life. I don't know what it was called. But the requirement from this particular discipler was that I was going to read 10 chapters of the Bible every day without fail. That was my new rule, 10, 10 chapters a day. And guess what happened if I didn't read 10 chapters a day? And by the way, I did it quite a bit. But of course, it was never done 100%. And eventually, it fell off the shelf completely. But, you know, you start feeling bad. Do I make up for the 10 that I didn't get in yesterday? And, and it's like exercising. If I can't do all of my reps, what's the difference? Should I even read anything? Am I going to exercise at all today? And then prayer is the same thing. How much is enough? A few minutes a day, 5, 10, 15, this thing that people would call quiet time. And then I heard somebody say, you're going to pray for an hour a day. That will make the difference in your Christian walk, an hour a day. I tried that for a while. <laughs> and so the, the list goes on. Witnessing, sharing my faith in Christ. It became a, a requirement, not something that I was, I was doing. It's not that I didn't want to. But it became more of a uh, something that I did because I, I thought I, I had to or God would be mad at me if I didn't. And, and so here are some things that really aren't good news when we're sharing these things with somebody who is just coming into the, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm, that's right. They do become such a bondage uh, rather than being something good. And I like, you know, when, what you really shared, uh, shared at the beginning there that, they, you know, they became something that was bondage and law and legalism rather than something that came out of this new life that we have. I mean, really, prayer, reading our Bible and, and sharing Christ with others, rather than being something we must do, these things really are a reflection or, or an expression of the life that we already have in Christ. You see, there's such a big difference there that if I'm told I must pray, and, and if I think I'm going to actually do it, then I'm going to set some time aside, and whether it's an expression of the life of Christ in me or not, I'm going to do this thing, and so that right there, it becomes legalism, it becomes a bondage, because I'm thinking I have to do this, or if I, if I have to read 
10 chapters a day or or five chapters a day or, or whatever of, of the bible i'm gonna i could sit there and read five or ten chapters and get nothing out of it and, and it just be a it really a waste of time i mean i think it really could be a waste of time and you know, i'm saying this to read your bible and don't hear me wrong there don't you know don't miss what i'm really saying because i think i i love the fact that we have the bible I love the fact that the printing press was invented. I love the fact that the computer was invented, and I've, and I've got a, a PC study Bible on, on my computer. I'm thankful for all that. I read it, and I enjoy reading it. But it's such a difference between when it was a must, because back then, so many times, it really was a waste of time. I'd sit there sometimes at night. I hadn't gotten my Bible reading in, and so I'm laying there in bed and, <laughs> and falling asleep. And then I wake back up. Oh, i I got I to gotta read this last little part of this chapter and fall asleep and end up in the morning, you know, having fallen asleep with not cutting my reading in. <laughs> now it's just like, man, I just wanted, I love Christ and I, I love learning about grace. I love learning about life in him. And, and really, you know, the Bible isn't life. You know, Jesus said to the Pharisees, you've, you know, you search the scriptures thinking that in them you have life, but you haven't come to me that you may have life. So life is really not in the Bible, but it's in Christ. But there there are benefits, of course, to praying, reading in the Bible, and sharing the life of Christ that we know with other people. So often they become such a bondage, and they're, they're meant to be from life. Yeah, well, in my 10 chapters marathons, I can guarantee you that I was wasting a lot of time because each day I would, according to my discipleship book, I would uh, use a color pencil to color in a, a different color for each day. And, and I'm going through it from cover to cover, Joel. So, you, you know, look, I'm a kid and I'm reading. I don't care if it was the Living Bible or what it was. I can't sit here and tell you honestly that Leviticus and Deuteronomy were two of my favorite books. <laughs> no doubt there. Especially, you know, the genealogies and the, all those laws, 600 plus laws that don't pertain to us anyway. <laughs> well, and, and, and you said something very important. The scriptures where the Pharisees, for example, were, were searching for, for life. Of course, the, the scriptures reveal life through the mm -hmm. person of Jesus Christ. So through the scripture, we, we find that the mystery now, this mystery of life, has been revealed. And that life now in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. There's the revelation. Uh, his righteousness having been demonstrated to us through the person of Christ. So it, it's him in, in which there is life. He lives. I mean, he's not just a book on the shelf. No book can bring life. However, this book, you know, given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, does reveal the one who provides life. And that's the important thing to remember. Again, if, if you're reading your Bible as a must, because, because you've got to get this off your checklist for the day, you're, you're totally missing the life of Christ right there. Now, it's, it's very possible that as you're doing that, that the Spirit will reveal life to you, and that you'll experience the life of Christ. That's very possible. But the point, of course, that we're making is that, and even as we pray, we, you know, a lot of people will make a prayer list, and that's a good thing. I, I, you know, nothing wrong with making a list of people you want to pray for, or or things in your own life that you want to pray about. But if it becomes just something that's a checklist for you to, you know, check off and a duty, then. You know, that's nothing more than legalism. Same with, you know, the, the word witness, you know, witnessing. The word witness is simply, a witness is somebody who has seen something 
and testifies to what they've seen. It's, it's not a duty. It's, it's not something that uh, a person has to do. It's something I've seen something and I want to share that this is, you know, witnessing in, in the perspective of, of life in Christ. I have seen, you know, I've met this wonderful Savior and I want to, I naturally want to share what I've seen. And it doesn't mean just sharing the gospel message, but we can be a witness to Christ in all kinds of ways. But our point here today, again, instead of making it into a duty, instead of making it into uh, you know, a bad news bondage situation, you know, something that's just a heavy burden on us, let's look at these things from a different perspective. Nothing wrong with prayer. Nothing wrong with reading our Bible. Nothing wrong with witnessing. Those are all great things. But let those things flow from the life of Christ that's in us, rather than it being a matter of a duty or a, a should or a must. And I think we'll continue on with this next week. You know, we talked about these things, Bible reading, prayer, and witnessing, and, and how we don't want it to be bondage. We don't want it to be dull and boring and a waste of time, but rather something that's done from you know, the life of Christ and expression of the life of Christ is in us. And so next week, we'll talk more about how these things can be a relational thing. All of these things can be done relationally, not religiously. We'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.